Blog Talk Radio. Goshen is God's protected place. So during these stressful times, we send this message out to families all over the world. May God's Goshen be with you. We pray peace. Oh, in this time of fighting. This time of fighting. We pray love. Love. In this time of hating. We pray safety. In this time of killing. Send the joy, God. In this time of stressing. time of fighting. We love. Love. In this time of hating. In this time of hating. We pray safety. We pray safety. In this time of For you and your family. The joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord. In this time of stressing. In this time of stressing. We pray God. When we pray closer. Yeah. 
bless you. God bless you. Uh, listeners, you are listening to Global Gospel, and I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. It is once again, as you guessed it, Saturday, and it is the 1 o'clock hour, and we are here until 2 p.m., and we're grateful that you tuned in to listen to us today. We thank God for that uh, from Donald Lawrence, uh, his latest work, uh, Goshen. We pray Goshen for you, and we know Goshen is the place where God's people dwell if you uh, know anything about Bible uh, history. So we thank God for that song, and we thank God for each and every one of you, our listeners, wherever you may be, in the north, the south, the east, the west, whatever country you may be, in Kenya and Jamaica and Canada and Norway and India, uh, so many places that you're listening in from. I thank you uh, for listening in, and we pray that you are continuously blessed by something that is said each week. Uh, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors that they can listen along with you at www.blogtalkradio.com slash global hyphen gospel. And also, if you check us out, we are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, we are on Twitter. And if you go to our uh, Twitter page, Global Gospel, or if you go to Facebook at Global Gospel, you can find a link and you can click on the link. And you can go directly to the show or your family and friends and neighbors can go directly to the show. If you need to write us, write us at P.O. Box 5331, Hempstead, New York. Our zip is 11550. If you would like to email us, you can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 516-481-3187. And just as a reminder, later on, we always open up the uh, phone lines. Uh, you can call in and give us a shout-out if you so desire. And that number is 619 619-924-0800. That's how you can reach us in studio later on today so uh, once again like i said we thank you uh, for joining in we're grateful to god for life health and strength another day that he has kept us and he has kept us all week long from dangers seen and unseen and we know that uh this week may have been trying for somebody but we want you to be encouraged uplifted and inspired uh, we know that the gospel is good news for the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Our theme scripture here comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, particularly verse 3 says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And certainly we, it is our, our prayer that those that are lost will hear the gospel, and certainly it will find you and you will find the gospel for the gospel as i said is good news gospel the gospel is comprehensive the gospel touches you it heals you it delivers you it saves you and it sets you free one songwriter said now let the poor say i'm rich because of what the lord has done let the weak say i'm strong because of what the lord has done give thanks with a grateful heart give thanks to the Holy One, give thanks because he has given 
Jesus Christ, his son. And we know that Jesus is the reason for every season. We know that Jesus is our savior. He's our Lord. He's our our soon coming king. And certainly there is no friend like Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God and prayer. And so people come out with all types of philosophies. It comes out, uh, they come out with all types of uh, isms and schisms and cults. But there is none like Jesus. There's no other name given under heaven whereby we must be saved but at the name of Jesus. It is at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God our Father. So once again, we thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us here at Global Gospel. We do have a special uh, message for you on this afternoon. We are going to uh, hear another selection. Uh, We don't own the rights to any of the music that we play, but we thank God for each ministry gift that uh, God has allowed to um, share with the world. Pastor John P. Key, I made it out. Um, and this song is for those that know without a doubt in their mind, I made it out all right.
made it out all right. God bless you. We do have a particular passage of scripture that we want to share on this afternoon to encourage our listeners. Our scripture, as the post says, can be found in the book of First Samuel chapter 3. And I'm going to read, read that whole, if not the whole chapter, most of the chapter. Um, our title is Speak Lord. Speak, Lord. First Samuel chapter 3, beginning at the first verse. And the Lord said, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep, that the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here, and he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me, and he said, I call not, lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I call not. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be. If he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called at, at other times. Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant, servant heareth. And the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do a thing in Israel, at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. In that day I will perform against Eli all things which I have spoken concerning his house. When I begin, I will also make an end. For I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity which he knoweth, because his sons made themselves vows, and he restrained them not. And therefore I have sworn unto the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be purged without sacrifice nor offering forever. And Samuel lay until the morning. And opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. Then Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son. And he answered, Here am I. And he said, What is this thing that the Lord hath said unto thee? I pray thee, hide it not from me. God do so to thee, and more also, if thou hide anything from me of all the things that he 
said unto thee. I'm going to stop right there at the 17th verse, and after this selection, I will come back with a message. Because of what we already know about life and our previous experiences, we are many times left to be doubtful, fearful, and uncertain about our futures. There is a constant battle between what we see and what we don't see. The battle lies between what we hear and what we don't hear. The battle is between where we have been and where we are yet to go. And the minute we hear or see the unexpected or unbelievable, our faith is now at odds with what we see or what we think we know. 
The Bible tells us that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It goes on to say, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You can find all that in what we call the Hall of Fame, the Hall of Faith, which is the 11th chapter of Hebrews. And then James, if you read over in the book of James, uh, chapter 1, it will tell you that my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If you look at the book of Romans, Romans will tell you, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We know that in our life, our faith will be challenged. As we read our scripture today, we find the story of Elkanah, Hannah, Penina, Samuel, Eli, and also if you read in there, you'll find about his uh, Eli's son, Hophni and Phinehas. And we will find that uh, Hannah would, and Penina were both the wives of Elkanah. And Hannah was the favored wife or the preferred wife, and because she was so, and because she was treated better, uh, Penina was jealous of her, and she used to pick at her and taunt her and tease her because God had shut Hannah's womb, and Hannah had no children, and it created a bit of jealousy and tension amongst the family, even though Hannah was preferred by her husband. And we know that they went to make uh, sacrifices to God, Elkanah and Hannah and Penina and the family, and we know that Hannah prayed diligently, and she prayed fervently, and she prayed so much until the priest thought she was uh, drunk or out of her mind because she was so sincere and dedicated to her prayer. And if you read the story, you'll find out that uh, while Hannah was praying, there were even times when all the priest saw was her mouth moving. One of the reasons he thought she had a problem was because her mouth was moving and he didn't hear her saying anything. And But it just lets us know that, in the Bible, lets us know that it was in her heart and she was praying. It lets us know that all of our prayers do not have to be verbal. And then sometimes when you're in a public place, it's not good for you to verbalize every prayer, every thought, everything you need from God, everything you want God to do, because it's just not good to put into the atmosphere because you might be praying, but everybody may not be praying with you or for you, or they might not even be there to pray. They might just be there just because prayer has been called, but it is not in their heart. So we have to be careful when we pray, how we pray, and where we pray. And some prayers are left for our, our private devotion time uh, with God. So as we read the story, we'll find out that Hannah, uh, she was barren, and then uh, she eventually, God opened up her womb and allowed her to have a child. And she had promised God, God, if you give me this male child, that I will certainly give the child back to you. And certainly uh, we know that many times in the Bible that uh, people have been 
uh, barren over the years and, and out of their barrenness becomes uh, something great. It's just like we know that uh, Abraham and Sarah uh, could not have a child together. And we know that eventually uh, they did eventually have Isaac and he became uh, great. And also, if you, uh, if you, you know, just go through the uh, Bible, you'll find many situations where this happened. And the child or the male child, which was a preferred child, which was a sign of a blessing, uh, was became somebody great. But what can we derive from uh, the fact that Hannah now has this child and she names him Samuel because certainly God heard her prayers and she gives her child back to uh, God and she uh, lets her child uh, minister and learn and study under Eli the priests. And what we can find out in this scripture is that, first of all, as I said before, we have to have faith. And faith can be uh, transferable. We can have faith because somebody else taught us how to have faith in God, to have uh, belief in God. And so we know that faith can be taught. The Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? How can he preach unless he be sent? Uh, Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift which is in you that was first in your uh, mother and your grandmother, Lois and, and Eunice. So uh, faith in our belief systems can be transferred. If you were brought up in a home that wasn't Christian, you're more likely not to be a Christian. If you were brought up in a Buddhist home or, or a Hindu home, you are more likely to follow that particular religion uh, that you were brought up in. So in the same way, we have to uh, let our family members know about Christ. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go in him. When he is old, he will not depart from it. It didn't say, remember now the creator in the days of thy youth. So this is something that has to grow with us and grow on us. And we have to grow uh, in faith because the Bible says we go from faith to faith. The second thing that I would like to uh, draw out uh, from this scripture is that God can and he will speak. How do we know God is speaking? It's not because he is loud and he's always and he's boisterous. Uh, because we know that if we remember the story of Elijah when he was running for his uh, life, and the Bible says that uh, God was not in the the quake, the fire came, but God was not in the fire. Then a still small voice, and so many times God speaks to us in still small voices. And the way you know God is speaking is, uh, first of all, it sometimes when God speaks to us, it just seems unusual and it seems out of place. And it just seems like, huh, did I really, is that really what I'm, am I thinking the right way? Did I hear the right thing? Or And then sometimes it'll be confirmed because you'll hear it again somewhere else. And certainly if you hear it and hear something over and over again, I would be likely to believe that perhaps God is speaking to you but you don't have to be like so many people that quick to run around babbling about God said this and God said that and, and so many people have lied on God and about God and just made a mockery of the ministry and they've made a common everything uh, everyday thing about God speaking but God does not speak in that way it's not every day that you hear from God and, and there's some things that God does not even have to tell you to do. There's some things 
that are common sense. I can remember growing up and and I I we used to have testimony service and I remember there was a lady she always testified the Lord told me to do this and the Lord told me to do that and I really got a I as a child I really I always say it all the time I got a thrill out of it because I did not know that God could speak to you like that because God had never spoke to me and the common everyday things that God was telling her to do he had never told me that and I had never heard anyone else express that he told that to them either but God is not um a God that he deals with uh, petty things that, you know, he gives us a free will and he gives us a mind. And, it, and the Bible says, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. So God does work with your mind and you have to work with your mind and you have to give your mind to the things of God. And somebody said, if God said everything that he people said, he said he would be a tattletale. And we know that God isn't a tattletale. So obviously He's not saying everything that people are saying he said. And we know that the truth uh, can outrun a lie. So when people lie, we eventually find out the truth about them and about the lie. But uh, and we need to also know that God does not necessarily speak audibly all the time, but he will speak to the spirit man because we have to remember that man is a is is a trichotomy of body, soul, and spirit. And see, what the body cannot detect, it will be picked up in your soul and in your spirit. So we, on this afternoon and on today and in this season and this hour, we need to hear God. The question comes, is there any word from the Lord? And yes, there's always a word from the Lord. All you have to do is pick up his holy bible there's 66 books in there and if you read the bible over and over again every time you read it every time you read the scripture it is ever revealing to itself and you will hear something that from god that is pertaining to your life the bible also says forsake not the assembling of yourselves together if you go to church you're going to hear something that can help you through the day help you through the week that can help you through life. It's just if it's a scripture, if it's a song, it's a prayer, something will be there to encourage you. And then certainly we have to be um, around godly people. So we can't allow everybody and everything and all types of negativity to get in our spirit. And they will cloud. If we do, they will cloud us from hearing from God. Uh, uh, the, Jesus said, "My sheep know my voice, and a stranger." They will not obey. So you can't hear God unless you know God. Don't be a stranger to God. Don't be a stranger to his word. But make sure you are in relationship with him so that you can hear clearly when he speaks. Sometimes you just have to get away from people and places and things and all types of distractions. You need to get somewhere that is quiet and have some devotion time, have some downtime not with the TV, not with the radio, but just time. But most of all, just to listen to God. And so many times we feel like I have to tell God about this problem and I have to tell him about that and that. And, we, and the list goes on and on and on. And we spend so much time telling God what we need and what we want and what our, our desires are. And we don't have any time to hear what he is really saying to us about our situation. But sometimes we just need to make ourselves open in, in our request to, to the Lord to tell us 
what he wants us to do. What will you have me to do? Where will you have me to go? What would you have me to say? What is the next move in life? What is what is my direction? Where, what are you really trying to say? What does this mean? Am I really hearing your voice? And so we have to wait for an answer. And many times our answer does not come when we want it to. But certainly we have to be patient. And patience is a virtue. And sometimes you might want to answer now. God might not answer you till next week. He may not answer to you, you till next year. And just because you ask a question doesn't mean you always get an answer. You may never get an answer. But that's where faith kicks in. And, and you have to believe that God is sovereign and he does what he wants, when he wants, how he wants, because he wants to. But we know that God spoke to Samuel and he responded. And in the interest of time, I just want to throw this nugget out there. Um, in the 15th verse of the third chapter, the Bible says that uh, Samuel feared to show Eli the vision. And we know all the things that... Uh, uh, God told Samuel that he was going to do uh, with his people and with Samuel and that everybody was going to hear about it and everybody was going to uh, know about it. And certainly Samuel was a little reluctant to share this with his um, his teacher or his mentor, Eli, because it affected him and his family as well. And sometimes uh, God will show you some things that it may not be favorable to other people but if God said it he just said it you know whether it's good whether it's bad or it's ugly it's nothing uh, that we can do about what God says because all his promises are yea and his amen his word will not turn unto him void but it will do that which it was set out to accomplish but right there in the 15th verse he it said he feared to show Eli the vision which lets us know that it was just not about what he heard but it was a, what about he, what he, what Samuel saw. And so not only do we need to have faith to hear God, but we need faith to see God. And what do we know about visions? Well, according to Joel 2 and 28, the prophet said, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. Now, this was a young man. Uh, Samuel had a vision. God showed him a vision. And we know that according to this scripture, and then it was fulfilled after the Holy Ghost came in Acts, the second chapter, that young men shall have visions. And certainly, what is God saying to the young people today that he is speaking and, and to everyone? And certainly, he has a, a vision. We should see the vision, but we have to make ourselves available to the vision we have to make ourselves available to have a listening ear to what god is saying concerning our lives according to habakkuk the bible says for the vision is yet for an appointed time but at the end it shall speak and not lie though it tarry wait for it because it will surely come it will not tarry more about vision god is giving us vision but like I said, we have to have faith to see the vision. We have to have an eye to see the vision because God is moving in this season and he's transferring uh, uh, titles and positions and he's placing us places where we need to be placed. 
according to Proverbs, you can read it 29 and 18, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the Lord, happy is he. And the reason so many young people are dying today, so many people are falling by the wayside, because they have no vision, they have not consulted God, but certainly they have clouded their lives with the things of the world. And where your heart is, that's where your your treasure is. And certainly they haven't set their affections on things above. But if you if you uh, look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith, the author and the finisher, that's something right there. That means your your life is in control by the person that has written uh, written it. If you write a story, if you're people that write stories and people that write plays, if they author it, if they write it, they control the beginning, what happens, they control the middle, and they be they control the end. And certainly God controls our beginning, our middle, and our end, whether we acknowledge him or not. But certainly we do want to have a good ending. And certainly we do want to end up in the right place. But if you if you don't uh make God allow God to be in control of your life to be the the author and the finisher of your life, you can have a terrible ending. It will every ending is not a happy ending. And I don't want to dwell on that, but the point I want to make is that this young man had a vision, and the and the uh, commentators will suggest that when Samuel had this vision, he was suggested that he might have only been about 11 years old, and he was spending time in the house of God. And what better time to spend in the house of God but in the in your youth, so that you can be trained in the ways of God. And even in your old age, what better place to spend your time in the house of God so that you can help uh, the younger generation. So, you know, the gospel is there for everybody, to the young and the old. But on this afternoon, I just want to let us know that certainly we need to hear God's voice. And not only do we need to hear his voice, but we need to see the vision. And know that the uh, Bible says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision, make it plain upon the tables that they may run that read it. So once we have the vision, we've got to share the vision. And certainly so that somebody can run and read it so that somebody can go on to be a doctor, a lawyer, entrepreneur, a preacher, a pastor, evangelist, a minister, a teacher, so that they can be all that God wants them to, to be. Because where there's no vision, the people perish. And because there's no vision, people aren't running with anything. They're not reading anything. Knowledge is power. So we have to read. And what is God doing? He is calling us to greatness. He's calling us to do a a great work. And as we see in this particular passage of Scripture, he was calling Samuel to replace some people that have dropped the ball. And many people have dropped the ball. They dropped the ball and. In, in, in politics, they dropped the ball in uh, ministry. They didn't do what they were supposed to do in the community. That people have perverted ministry. They've lied. They cheated. They stole. Uh, they perpetrated a fraud. But God is raising up a nation that o- will obey. And he says he will honor those that honor him. And He will, if he blesses you, no man can curse you. And that which God curses, no man can bless. So today, know that this is the day of of salvation will you hear god's voice will you have faith to believe in him to trust in him to give up your wicked ways will you confess him as lord and savior in your life will you have faith to believe that he is a healer and a deliverer 
and a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come unto him and sup with him, and he with me. So on this afternoon, we need to hear God's voice. We need to see the vision, and then we need to write the vision that they may run that read it. Speak, Lord. Speak, your servant hear it. Samuel obeyed the voice of God. Once he recognized and he got some help uh, with hear, understanding who God's voice is, and if we don't uh, understand the voice of God, just ask somebody. Go to somebody that you think has a relationship with God and let them direct you in the things of God and teach you in the scriptures and, and, and that make that God will impart wisdom and knowledge and understanding into your life. God bless you. Speak, Lord. I'll go.
come to the close of the hour. We just want you to be reminded that uh, Global Gospel, all our shows are archived and you can listen at any time. So we want you to go back and listen. Perhaps you missed the beginning of this show. Perhaps you missed another episode or perhaps you heard it and you would like to hear it again. It is there for your listening pleasure there to minister to you in your time that you need ministering or in your time devotion something for you to reflect on. Once again we are here every Saturday from 1 p.m. and we're on social media so you can look for us there for words of encouragement words of inspiration from time to time we do post on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter, and we just want you to be encouraged on this week as we go through next week to listen for the voice of the Lord. And it may not be saying something that you may necessarily want to hear, but God's word is His word, and it cannot and it will not fail. And know that God is wants to do great things. In our lives, eyes have not seen, ears not have not heard, neither has it hit, entered into the heart of men what the Lord has in store for us. All we have to do is listen to His word, abide by it, follow His word, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, no matter what is going on in our lives. Let us pray, gracious. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you for your loving kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for this day. We thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. We thank you for letting the world know that you do still speak to us, that your ways are not our ways and your thoughts are not our thoughts, but you do have a plan and a purpose our life. We thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life. We thank you that we might have life more abundantly. We thank you that we don't have to be depressed or oppressed or, or suicidal, but that we can live to the next day because your promises are yea and amen, and you'll never leave us or forsake us, but you'll be with us always until the end. So we stand on your word that you'll be with us in six troubles, and in seven shall, seven shall no evil come nigh us. We thank you, God, that you are a great physician, that you heal the sick, God, that you heal all manner of diseases. We thank you, God, that by your stripes you'll heal many are the afflictions of the righteous, but you deliver us out of them all, that you are our soon-coming king, and that, God, if we have any problems, spiritual needs, financial needs, economic needs, housing needs, that God, you're able to meet every need and do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. And God, we believe your word. We stand on your word today, knowing that you are just who you say you are, that you will never leave us. We thank you and we praise you. And it is so because we believe you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank God. Amen. So we thank God for each and every one of you 
that have listened in and shared with us on this afternoon. We are going to leave you. We started off with um, Donald Lawrence and with his song Goshen, but there's another uh, powerful song. Uh, Leandria Johnson and Donald Lawrence simply says, deliver me. And as you go through next week, know that there's nothing too hard for God. Whatever you face, God is bigger than what you face, what you have faced already, because he is that kind of friend. He'll never leave us or forsake us. Donald Lawrence, Leandria Johnson, deliver me. God bless you. You're listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. We invite you to join again next Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. God bless you. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe. He restoreth my soul. When you become a believer, your spirit is made right. Sometimes the soul doesn't get the notice. It has a hole in it due to things that's happened in the past, hurt, abuse, molestation. But we want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister, Leandria, here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story.
Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.